Let's turn to Revelation. Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. 我约翰就是你们的弟兄，和你们在耶稣的患难、国度、忍耐里一同有份，为神的道，并为给耶稣做的见证，曾在那名叫巴摩的海岛上。I, John, your brother and fellow partaker in the tribulation and kingdom and perseverance which are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. 当主日，我被圣灵感动，听见在我后面有大声如吹号说：“你所看见的当写在书上：达与以弗所、示梅纳、别加摩、推亚推拉、撒迪、费拉铁菲、劳底加那七个教会。”I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice like the sound of a trumpet, saying, "Write in a book what you see, and send it to the seven churches." to Ephesus, and to Smyrna, and to Pergamum, and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Chapter 2, verse 1. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven golden lampstands, says this. 第七节，圣灵向众教会所说的话，凡有耳的就应当听。得胜的，我必将神乐园中生命树的果子赐给他吃。Verse seven, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. 第八节，verse eight，你要写信给施梅纳教会的使者说，那首先的、幕后的、死过有活的。and to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, the first and the last who was dead and who has come to life says this. Verse 11. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Lord, we thank you for preparing the special time for us today. Like Mary, we can be gathered at your feet. We thank you for speaking to your church throughout these past days. We ask that you will continue to speak tonight. May we hear the words that you want us to hear. We pray that the Holy Spirit would do the translating work. Whether those who are newly saved or those who have been saved for many years, may they understand your word. Not only do we hear your word, but give us grace to be able to stand up to follow you. Especially before your return. 
We pray that you would find a people that are near to your heart. So that they can come and receive your testimony. We thank you. You have been gracious to us. You did not leave us alone. You have given this glory unto your church. So we pray that you would speak a word in the depths of our heart tonight. We give you all the glory and love. In Jesus' victorious name. Amen. We know that the theme of the conference this week is the recovery of the testimony of Christ. So my responsibility this time for tonight and tomorrow afternoon is the receiving and the passing on of the testimony in church history. Our brothers have already shown us the passing on of the testimony in the Old Testament. And we've also seen the receiving and passing on of the testimony in the New Testament. But now we want to see the receiving and passing on of the testimony in church history. When we speak of church history, we are speaking of 2,000 years. So we only have two times to speak of church history. It's not something that we can do. So to this time, we're going to limit ourselves to the first 300 years. So we want to see the receiving and passing on of the testimony in the early church. How the Holy Spirit worked in the first 300 years. How he did that in the first 300 is the same as how he has done in the last 2,000 years. If we have not read or interpreted the prophecies in the Bible incorrectly, we know that the first 300 years are extremely important. When we speak of the first 300 years, especially to help those younger ones among us, because when you speak of history, you speak of place, you speak of names of different places, geography. But we don't like time, we don't like names of places and people. So to help brothers and sisters, we actually notated here names of people, of places, and of time. So tonight everyone should have this handout. We're not taking a lesson today. But this is just for your reference. You can use it or you can throw it away. So the reason to give out this handout is so that you can have an impression of what we're covering tonight and tomorrow afternoon. 
So if you look at here, you find on the first on the front page, early church history, this table. Uh, when you look at it, it looks like it's kind of dirty. Don't try to use an eraser to try to erase it. There's a background here. Tomorrow afternoon we'll explain what the background is. So just be patient and just assume it's the, your paper is not clear. But there's some very important information on here. So when we talk about the early church, we're talk, history, we're talking about the apostolic age to the end of the third century. So after the Lord's ascension, and the birth of the church, until the year 313 AD, there's a reason for 313 AD. All the Bible scholars do agree that between the year 30 and 313 AD, it is known as the early church history. And you'll see it's divided into two time periods. So from year 30 to year 120. We speak, we are, this is known as the apostolic age. And we know that John was taken up to be with the Lord about 100 AD. But historians do classify the years between 30 and 120 as the uh, apostolic age. So from the year 120 to 313, the church went through seven great persecutions. So it was during this time that the church was in suffering. And that is known as the suffering church. So if you add on to the seven persecutions, the three persecutions by the Roman Empire in the Apostolic Age, so you will see that there are uh, in total ten great persecutions. And the blood of the martyrs has become the seed of the church. Not only has the church grown, but it has broadened. We want to see how the church has grown and how it has become more Because the church is the body of Christ. And Christ is the head of the church. The Holy Spirit is the life of the church. And through 300 years, you see the church has grown. But 
And he gathered. The Lord gathered those that he redeemed with his precious blood. We are all sinners. We are all sinners. But we have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. We have received his grace. On one hand, we see the Lord gathering us. The history of the church should be one of growth. But because we are in the flesh, we are in Adam. Yet we are those who have gathered together saved by grace. We are none of us are wholly perfect. If you are to add the entire church, nobody is wholly perfect. Every, time, every day we experience The preciousness of His blood. In Jesus, we have received grace. But because we have wronged the Lord, we have been cut off from fellowship with Him. But because we have recognized our own sin, then our fellowship is restored. Again, we come before His presence. Again, we obey Him. Again, we grow a little bit. But don't forget, we are still sinners. And again, we fall again. The church, those who are called out, those who have been saved, gather together. So, sometimes we fall. Sometimes we become lax. Sometimes we are defeated. So, in the history of growth, so in the history of growth, of course you see the story of defeat. But these failures are not because we are So this failure in history doesn't mean we give up. When we fall, we rise up again. When we fall, we rise up. So we want to see in 300 years how did the church grow. Of course, it fell sometimes. Sometimes it failed. And through the lessons of failure, we can learn something. It's the same today. The Lord wants a glorious church. That is unquestionable. But brothers and sisters, we are those sinners saved by grace. We need to daily bear up a cross to follow the Lord. So if someone were to write our history today, on one hand it's growth, on other hand it's recovery. Because there is the Lord's blood, there is recovery. The history of the church is like the book of Ruth. There are two important figures in Ruth. One is Naomi, one is Ruth. The line of Ruth is one of failure and then recovery. But not Ruth. The line of Ruth is one that grows. This is the history of the church. On one hand, the line of Naomi. On one hand, the line of Ruth. On one hand, the church has failed and it's recovered. Failed and recovered. But on the other hand, you see the church forever growing. Because the life of 
Christ in us is always toward growth. For this reason, we have the assurance before the Lord's return, He will gain a glorious church. But now He is to call those overcomers. It's not that these people are better than others. But when the entire church falls under the watermark of our Lord, but there are those who are willing to stand on the horizon for our Lord. Those are the overcomers. The Lord has entrusted the testimony to these people. Don't think that the Lord needs to use you. If the Lord is gracious to us, we are willing to have His testimony. But it is not as if He can't do without us. When we fail, the Lord will raise another people. But we desire that the Lord be gracious to us, that we can hear His voice. That's what happened in the first 300 years. When we read the 300 years of history, first we find some historical data. And this historical data will tell us what happened in history. But when we study history, we're not just studying data. Because behind the data, there's an explanation. We are not here studying world history. We're here to study the church history. If we study church history, when you find this historical data, here's the question. Who is here to explain that data? Are you, are you, no one's qualified. Are you qualified? No one's qualified. And even a professional church historian cannot explain it. Thank the Lord. Not only did the Holy Spirit explain the Bible, the Holy Spirit is also the only one who can explain church history. If you were to cut a complete set of records and history, we still don't understand church history. Why does a Christian need to understand church history? Because the Lord told us we are to follow in the footsteps of the sheep uh, um, forward. We see how the flock moves forward throughout history. If you see how the flock walks this way, then you know how we walk it. We only have a couple of years in our life. We only have uh, many years. We have many years in our life. But we might be only 70 or 80. Maybe 80 or 90. When we are gathered together, 
by His grace. If we walk His way, then we walk the right way. But if you walk the wrong way, it's impossible to repeat your life. So the only way for us to avoid these wrong ways, especially you young brothers and sisters, true, if the Lord tarries, many, you might have many years ahead of you. How do you know the way you're walking is the right way? Many people put their entire Lives before the Lord. But in their old age, they find that they walk the wrong way. The heart is right. And the best years they gave to the Lord. But in their old age, they saw that they walked their own way. The way they walk was not the way of the Bible. Brothers and sisters, for this reason, when we study church history, there's one purpose. May the Lord show us how He has entrusted His testimony to us. If we are faithful to His testimony, may we walk in the way that is in His heart. And then the entire church history is a lesson to us. When we see the maturing of the church, when we see the church gaining its victory, we have to ask, what is the secret of victory? What is the secret of maturing? When the church fails, when the church becomes weak, we have to ask, what kind of lesson do we learn? When they fail, many years have passed. But here we get, get a lesson. For this reason, so by the Lord's mercy, we might be able to avoid these failures. Here's the problem. Not only do we study church history, not only do we collect historical data, we want to ask, what is the meaning of all this? We ask the Holy Spirit to show us the three, first 300 years, these things happened. May the Holy Spirit show us what's the meaning of all this. Because only the Holy Spirit can give us the correct answer. How do we know where the explanation of the Holy Spirit is? Thank the Lord. The Lord gave us the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Through the Lord's word, we can understand God's will. What God wants to do in the church, before the world even existed, the Bible had already had given it some explanation. In other words, in the Bible, there are some prophecies. And the prophecy is in regards to the church. And since it is a prophecy, it will be fulfilled. 
and especially since some of these prophecies already become history. If a prophecy is to be fulfilled of something that's going to happen 2,000 years from now, so in the apostolic age, if there was a prophecy that was to be fulfilled 2,000 years from then, God's word has to be fulfilled. And we're already in the 21st century. We know that 300 years past, something happened. And in God's word, the prophecy has already been fulfilled. It already told us what happened. So if you take the historical data, and if you compare it to the prophecies in the Bible, now you will find the explanation of the Holy Spirit. For this reason, we need to return to the Word. We read Revelation. We see that John is in the island of Patmos. He said, I, John, your brother. In Daniel, it says, I, Daniel. In Revelation, it says, I, John. Here, it's like a song. When John wrote Revelation, the, the church went through the second great persecution. At that time, the emperor was Domitian. If one is not a believer, the sin that he has is a sin of treason. This is not a regular sin. These are political criminals. For this reason, even in the household of Domitian, there are some who are believers. And they could end up on the seat of the emperor. And some of them were believers. And those were the closest to Domitian. And they ended up becoming martyrs for the Lord. So at that time, John was sent exiled to Patmos. So when the church went through its suffering, when the church was being persecuted, you see that John was on Patmos. He was touched by the Spirit. And so he wrote seven letters to the churches in Asia Minor. And these seven letters indeed are actually written to those churches in suffering. John has some words to speak. When he said, I, John, your brother, brothers and when you read the seven churches, when you read the letter to the Philippians, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, 
Philadelphia is brotherly love. If you don't know what Philadelphia is, listen to what John says. I, John, your brother. John's already a hundred years. All the apostles are already in glory. Paul's in glory. Peter's in glory. Now, John is walking a lonely way. He is the elder statesman in the church. Nobody is more elder than he is. But don't forget. His, calling him an elder is because he actually followed the Lord so long. He was so rich. But that, brothers and sisters, no matter how abundant was his life, no matter how forward was he in his spiritual life, he said, I, John, your brother, and fellow partaker in the tribulation and the kingdom and perseverance which are in Jesus. Not only was John himself exiled to Patmos, not only was he in tribulation, but many others were in tribulation. John, your brother. In other words, all the children of God, they're all brothers with John. They are all co-suffering buddies. They have all gone through a suffering. But this tribulation has to do with the kingdom. has to do with their reward. And patience. Whether the tribulation or the perseverance, it all has a portion. And for the word of God. And the testimony of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, this is our main theme. The responsibility of the testimony is upon the shoulders of the church. Here you have a people. They started from Jerusalem. Went to Samaria. And they went to the remotest parts of the earth. They are the witnesses for the Lord. To be a witness for the Lord. They have to go through tribulation. And they have to experience all of the kingdom. And they can experience the perseverance of Jesus. And these are the ones who are witnesses for the Lord. And John has something to say. He wrote the seven, seven letters. And these seven letters were written to the seven churches. We know. These seven churches are representative of the churches of that time. And 
so these seven churches represented the churches of that time. And the Lord has something to say to them. And we know Paul wrote seven epistles to the churches. John did likewise. And Paul wrote his epistles when the church was in its normal state. But now the church has gone through some extreme suffering. They've gone through suffering. And now you have seven letters. When Paul wrote his letters, the Lord used Paul to speak. But to comfort these saints who are suffering, these seven letters, the one who speaks is the Lord himself. Each letter, the Lord is speaking directly himself. Think about it. When the church of Ephesus received their letters, the Lord is speaking to them directly. He's not speaking through someone. Thank the Lord. So in the chapters 2 and 3 of Revelation, we see seven letters. And of these seven letters, then we know the condition of seven churches in Asia Minor. In these seven churches, Five of them need to repent. One was not rebuked or was uh, uh, commended. And the other one was commended by the Lord. On the, on, in the seven churches, there was one church that satisfied the heart of the Lord. He said, I have already loved you. Do not lose your crown. There is one church here that has received the crown. So we see the condition of the church of the first century through these letters. The Holy Spirit chose seven churches. To represent the condition of the church in the apostolic age. Thank the Lord. Why was there failure? Why was there repent? Because we are sinners. Because we follow the flesh. Because we disobey. Because we have fallen. So the Lord shows us a true picture. On one hand, we're growing, but we also have weakness. Through these seven letters, the Holy Spirit shows us the condition of the church at that time. But don't forget, the nature of, the, of Revelation is actually a prophetic book. From chapter 1, verse 1, you understand. We know from the very beginning that the book of Revelation is a book of prophecy. 
呃，当时第一个呃第第一世纪的教会来说的。And yes, these seven churches represent the churches in the first century. 但如果你读下去的话 ，But if you were to continue to read， 后面的四个教会 ，The last four churches， 推亚推拉。Thyatira, Sardis, Sardis, 然后是呃菲拉切菲 Philadelphia, 老底加 Laodicea, 都讲到主的再来 They all speak of the Lord's return. 弟兄姊妹 ，brothers and sisters, 这些主的再来，这些的好处应许都是为着这几个教会 The Lord's return, the promises there is all for His church. 但是这几个教会，第一个世纪教会已经走了 But the first century, the churches in the first century are gone. 主的应许在哪里 Where's the promise? 难道主的话不兑现吗 Does it mean that there's an error in God's word? 所以现在很清楚的 Now it's very clear. 主的话一定兑现的 God's word is true. 为什么 Why? 因为七个教会不只是指着第一个世纪教会说 The seven churches are not just speaking of the first century. 七个教会也是指着这两千年间教会所要经过的情形 The seven churches also represent what the church is to go through in the last two. So these seven churches speak of the prophecy of the church. So, so here it is talking about the coming. Now it speaks of the Lord's return. If we just talk about the coming, if the Lord speaks to him, but the first century they have already gone to that place. They have already gone through history. If we were to speak on the Lord's return, the first century has already been part of history. For the Philadelphia. For the promise of Philadelphia, to Philadelphia, is the promise of rapture. But the tribulation isn't here yet. So we know. So we know. The condition of the seven churches is not only the condition in the first century. But it also is the condition of the two thousand years. Moving forward. So, when you read the Bible, this way, 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 Smyrna is medicines. Smyrna means myrrh. It means suffering. So this church is a suffering church. This church is a suffering church. The church has gone through seven great persecutions. Then we arrive at Pergamum. Pergamum is the church of marriage. Pergamum means 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 marriage. You see that the church was married to the world. The entire of the Roman Empire opened up their arms to welcome the church. Before Satan was like a roaring lion. He knew that there was no problem. He knew that there was no problem. The more you roar as a lion, the more they appreciate. It. 结果三百年以后，他改变的样子了。Then three hundred years later, he changed. 所以从君士坦丁开始。So from Constantine, 他就变成了光明的天使。He became the angel of light. 所以结果呢，你看见教会就放松了。And then the church became light. 教会就失败了。The church failed. 甚至于教会就堕落。And the church fell. 
他们要得着晨星。They are going to gain the morning star. And through them, the sky will become bright. And in the 16th century, the, the sky started to brighten. Martin Luther was raised up. God raised up Calvin. God raised up Zwingli. God gave them the morning star. And the sky was bright. Thank the Lord. So what the Reformation told us was what we see here in Sardis. And from the 16th century, the Reformation began. The Church of Sardis began. What is the uh, feature of Sardis? Its name is alive, but they are dead. They're very famous. Everybody knows them. Martin Luther's Reformation, everybody knew about it. Because the Reformation had a lot to do with politics at that time. Many people do not want to be under the dominion of the Roman Catholic Church. So the world made Martin Luther very famous. But the, the Lord says, by name you are alive, but you are actually dead. The Reformation is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because God gave them the morning star. But God was not satisfied. The Lord, the God had much hope for Sardis. I, I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. Not one deed. Everything has started, but nothing's been ended. So the history of Sardis is a history that's not complete. You know, when the Puritans came forward, they felt that the church was not complete. The Anabaptists, when they were raised up, they thought the church was not complete. They felt that the church could not marry the world. Same thing with the Puritans. They felt that in the church there were too many things of Babylon. And then the Quakers were rose. It is because of the 
because the church was not complete. When everybody was looking on the outward, when people were looking at buildings, when people were looking at rituals, now there are some brothers and sisters. They said we need to follow the Spirit. We need to hear that voice inside. Brothers and sisters, it's as if they were clothed in white garments. And they walk with the Lord. Those are the ones who accept the responsibility. That is Sardis. And that movement is to continue until the Lord returns. So today what we see is the condition of Sardis. Before the Lord returns, we will see Laodicea, a church that is lukewarm. But thank the Lord. Not only is Thyatira going to be until the Lord returns, Sardis is going to remain until the Lord returns. Laodicea is going to remain until the Lord returns. Likewise with Philadelphia. In other words, there is one church that satisfies the heart of God. And it is one church that already has the crown. And before his enemy, the Lord said, I have already loved you. Some have misunderstood him. Some have rebuked him. Some have lied. But the Lord, before their presence, said, I already love you. This all happens before the Lord's return. Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea, until the Lord returns. This is the history of the prophecy of the church. But here's the question. When you speak of Thyatira, where's the explanation? When you read the scripture, you're clear. When you read Sardis, there are many, there's much history behind the Reformation. But how do you explain it? You see it here in Sardis. For this reason, because we're only speaking on the first 300 years of history, so we will then limit ourselves to the time of the church of Ephesus and the church of Smyrna. So when you see this table, on the left-hand side is Chinese. Uh, because I didn't know how to uh, put the English vertically. Because I didn't know how to put it vertically. So uh, in Chinese it says here Ephesus. So from 120 to 313, it's Smyrna. In this 300 years, there are many important people. So we here we see two lines, the line Antioch on the left, Jerusalem on the right. Jerusalem is the main line. Antioch is the overcoming line. 
那这我们姑且这样来看。So we'll just see it this way。或者说耶路撒冷线是拿俄米的线。Or we could say Jerusalem is the line of Naomi。Antioch线呢，可以说是路德的线。And Antioch is the line of Ruth。所以呢，我们稍微把它分一下。So we're going to separate it this way。那么你就会明白到底这些这些呃到底有些什么事情发生。So then it'll be clear as to what happened。那么这里面有几个很重要的人物。There are some very important people here。那么我怕大家记不住。I thought you might not remember them. So in the time of Ephesus, you have three important people. These are very, very important people. apostolic fathers. These are many of them call them apostolic fathers. Because these people actually followed with the apostles. In the very early times, there were 12 apostles. Who are those who succeed these apostles? So these very three important people are known as the apostolic fathers. And then there are other very important spiritual men here. Church fathers. And then in English it's called church fathers. Uh, in, in, in Chinese it's church fathers. But I don't like the translation in Chinese. Because uh, the, that term is also used in the mafia. And so uh, the Bible also says, don't call yourselves brothers or, or fathers. So I'd rather just call them uh, church fathers. Yeah. So that's just a matter of translation. Three very important people here. Clement, the Bible mentions him. He is a bishop in Rome. Ignatius. He is a bishop in Antioch. And Polycarp. A bishop in Smyrna. They follow the apostles. These are very important people. So when you come down to Smyrna, 那有有两个人很重要，有三个人很重要。Very three important people.我们这一次要提到他们。We're going to mention them.一个是伊仁纽，Arrhenius of Lyon，还有一个是居普良。One is Cyprian，这这这两个名字很重要。These two are very important.还有左边的特土良也很重要。And on the left, on the left-hand side, Tertullian.所以你们这次只要记住六个名字就好了。So just remember six names.我没有办法考你们。um, I can't test you. We're not treating this as a classroom. But I do want you to have uh, some impression. I want to re- uh, reiterate Clement, Ignatius, Polycarp. Arrhenius, Cyprian, and Tertullian. If you can remember these names, when we tell the story, we hope brothers and sisters have an impression. When we read Revelation chapter 2, 
we mentioned that Ephesus means to loosen. So, the church and the apostolic age began to get loosened or lax. The church, the church is like a clock. Uh, during the time of the apostle, it was wound very tight. But when the apostles went away, then the wounding became loose. How did they become lax? What does history tell us how they became loose? So we want to see how Ephesus became loose. And then we want to see how Smyrna became victorious. Smyrna is a suffering church. But it is also a victorious church. It is a growing church. Whether Ephesus or Smyrna, they are speak of the true, a true story of the church. If you only tell me that the church was victorious and it never failed, I don't have the complete story. You have to give me a true story. So Ephesus tells us the church became last. Smyrna tells us the church became victorious. Within Lacks, there is victory. And within victory, we see that we're also weak. We can never reach the purpose of God. Some people have too much of an idealistic view of the church. Don't forget. Yes, the Lord is to gain a glorious church. And the church is to grow day by day. But on the other hand, because we have fallen, because we are men, these important people, like Ignatius, like Arrhenius, like Cyprian, they were all martyrs for the Lord. If you read their biographies, you will have tears in your eyes. What did Ignatius say? He says, only when I am torn to pieces by a lion, then will I be a true disciple of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, some people tell us, why after the epistles are the word, the, does this word disciple not show up anymore? In Acts, you'll see disciples. In the four Gospels, you see the word disciples. But why is the word disciples not found in the epistles? There is one explanation. What is that explanation? In the early church, all those who were disciples for the Lord, they wanted to be disciples. Because it said this will bear much fruit. A man who bears much fruit is my disciple. Aren't they my disciples? Only my disciple can bear fruit. If I do bear fruit, they are truly indeed a disciple. And this disciple, 
disciple satisfies the Lord's heart. So, maybe in that time, they kept this word "disciple." That word is very important. What does that word point to? 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 Whenever I can satisfy the Lord's heart, then I am His disciple. So, brothers and sisters, when you read their stories, like Ignatius, like Irenaeus, Irenaeus is Linnaeus. And Irenaeus was the bishop in Lyon. We know in the southern part of France there's a place called Lyon. So he was a bishop. Irenaeus was a bishop there at the end of the second century. He was very educated. Well, not not knowledgeable. He was very well. He was very knowledgeable. 那么他呢？呃，他呢也写了很也写了很多。他特别是关于异端，他他他他有一些有一些有一些著作是专门讲的异端的。He had many works that spoke on heresies. 特别是讲到哥罗西的异端。And especially the heresy in Colossae. 所以我们知道说他一面很有学问，另一面很爱读圣经，很熟的。On the one hand, he was very knowledgeable and educated. On the other hand, he knew the Bible well. Same thing with Cyprian. Cyprian is a very educated man. Cyprian was also very well educated. But the Lord gained him. For the loving of the Lord's sake. He said, "I will, I will not marry for your sake." He read every single book. But now he only reads the Bible. And works that related to the Bible. And they were all. Martyr for the Lord, brothers and sisters. As to their capacity, spiritual capacity. As to their life, we say they are great men. Great spiritual men. Yes, they are great spiritual men. But God did not use them to write the Bible. God used Paul to write the Bible. God used John to write the Bible. Their words were very important. But their words did not equate to the words of the Bible. Don't forget. These people had a huge influence on the church. But they influenced the church much. Do you understand? If they were to err just a little bit, then the church would follow them. When they were wrong, they didn't go wrong. By per, on purpose, they had a pure heart. They were to do it to the, according to God's will. They felt they had responsibility upon their shoulders. That is the story of the first 300 years. On one hand, the church was persecuted. And because of this persecution, it drew many who loved the Lord. And among those who loved the Lord came out these important men we mentioned. But when we speak of how the church became lax, we see that it has to do with some of these people. Man will err. Man will fail. No matter how great you are, no matter how mature you are, no matter how well, how much you know the Bible well, the apostles are gone. Thank you, Jesus. Slowly, they have the Bible. 
thank the Lord slowly they have the Bible in their hands. And they now can share according to the Bible. And they have some thoughts according to the Bible. But slowly, on one hand, the church is growing. On one hand, the church is broadening. But on the other hand, it is becoming lax. Now we have to ask, how did the church become lax? We have to go back to the beginning of Revelation. But we have to see what happened. 那弟兄姊妹，当我们读呃读这个，我们好不好看一下约翰福音？Let us uh, look at the Gospel of Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains by itself alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Our Lord is that grain of wheat. On that cross, He died for us. And in resurrection, it gained much, bear much fruit. What does that mean? The work on that cross. Our Lord had a purpose. He is to bring in the harvest. And because he was that one grain of wheat, he is to bear much fruit. And then we see verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. So when our Lord was lifted up from the earth, when he was nailed to that cross, he drew many men to himself. That is the salvation on the cross. Once the work of salvation was completed, he called his disciples. And he set a time to meet with them and the mount uh, in Galilee. And the Lord told them what to do. Let us turn to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. Verse 18, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Lord said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. His work is done. But now what follows is what the disciples need to do. All the authority on heaven and earth is to our Lord. He says, go. 
And everybody has to go. So that all nations will be my disciples. And this gospel we spread out to the all nations. How is that possible? Because the Lord promised his presence. No matter where they go, he would be with them. This gospel will be spread to the ends of the earth. So the Lord will presence himself with them throughout the ends of the earth. This was spoken to the disciples on a mountain in Galilee. And now Acts, chapter 1. Acts, chapter 1. Acts, chapter 1。但聖靈降在你們身上,你們就必得著能力,並要在耶路撒冷,猶太全地和撒瑪利亞直到地極,做我的見證人。but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. And here the Lord says, from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even to the remotest parts of the earth, you shall be my witnesses. Think about those 120 people in the upper room. If he is to save all those in Judea, Samaria, and the remotest places of Europe, then upon the shoulders of those 120, each one would have thousands and thousands of souls on their shoulders. But the Lord wants a harvest. And that harvest is until the end of the world. No matter where the disciples go, they shall be his witnesses. According to themselves. It is impossible for them to preach the gospel through Judea and Samaria alone. So the Lord gave them the power from above. The power was not for them to roll on the ground. The power was for them to preach the gospel everywhere. And at the very end, if they had to, they would be a testimony through the martyrdom. So on one hand, you have the Lord's presence. And you have the authority from the heavens. The Lord gave it to them on Pentecost. They gained that power. Now they are going to preach the gospel from Judea, Samaria, to the remotest parts of the earth. This is what the Lord entrusted to the church. And the church had received from the Lord that testimony. No matter where they go, they are to be witnesses. Where does that power come from? The heavens. But not only that, on the day of Pentecost, not only did they receive the power from above, these 120 were baptized into one body. 
那天开始， from that day on， 教会就诞生了。The church was birth. 教会不是个组织， it is not an organization. 教会乃是个身体， but it is a body. 借助这个身体， and through this body， 弟兄姊妹。你看见能够把福音、能够把见证带到全世界各地。That witness, that testimony can be spread throughout the remotest parts of the earth. 今天有的人只要上头来的能力。Today, some people only want that power from above. 他没有看见基督的身体。They don't see the body of Christ. 他忘记了传把福音送到地极。They forget to preach the gospel to the remotest parts of the earth. 不能只靠的 Billy Graham. You can't just rely on Billy Graham. 不能只靠的 Moody. You just can't rely on Moody. 弟兄姊妹 ，brothers and sisters， 你看见吗？在这里很清。Very clearly, we see. 要在要把见证带到耶路撒冷，一直到地极。We have to take that testimony to Jerusalem, to the remotest parts of the earth. 每一个人自己能做到的。Not one person can do that. 每一个人都要接受从上头来的能力。Everyone needs to receive that power from above. 主应许与他们同在。God has promised. The Lord has promised His presence with us. 那个同在是同那个能力，那是同在的能力。And that power is the power of His presence. 必要为主寻道的时候，满了主的同在。If we are to be martyred, then we have His presence. 所以弟兄姊妹，主的同在不会离开的。His presence will never leave. 天上来的能力也不会离开的。And that heavenly power will never leave. 更重要的一点， more important. 从五旬节开始， from Pentecost， 教会就诞生了。The church was born. 基督的身体就开始。The body of Christ began. 弟兄姊妹 ，brothers and sisters. 现在基督的身体要开始完成这个使命。And the body of Christ is now to fulfill that great mission. 现在明白吗？你如果要解释头三百年教会的历史 ，if you are to explain the first three hundred years of church history， 你要从这里开始的。You have to begin here. 因为根据主的命令 ，because according to God's commandment， 当我们的主为我们钉在十字架上 ，when our Lord was crucified， 他吸引万人来归向他。He had all men drawn to him. Now we have to go so that all nations will be as disciples. So that we can be clothed with the power of heaven. So we can,、uh, we can experience his. We can experience his presence. Not only that, it is not just one person preaching the gospel. This work is the work of the body. In the church in Corinth, what did Paul say? You are the body of Christ. Brothers and sisters, when the church of Corinth went out, it is the body of Christ that is working. No matter what, it is the body of Christ working. Everybody is useful. But everyone is a member. They are together, united as a member. And when all the members are moving, then the body moves. And once the body moves, because of the filling of that power from heaven, what is the natural result? And that is the heart. So, 弟兄姊妹，现在你看见这一张的图。So when you see the picture in the back， 你看见这里有两张的地图。You see two maps。你看见上面这一张。You see the map on the top。这个就是第一个世纪末的时候。This is at the end of the first century。你看见吗？神借着保罗。Through Paul and other apostles, God used them to preach the gospel to these areas. 
Where you see the dots is where you see the lampstands. You see the entire world is dark. 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 So if you look at the in Italy, you'll see the dot of Rome. The middle dot is dark. That was Italy. That time, Rome was reaching the remotest part of the earth. At that time, reaching Rome was reaching the remotest part of the earth. Because at that time, reaching Rome was reaching the remotest part of the earth. And so some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people reaching Rome was those that was the remotest part of the earth. So some people He has encompassed three worlds. He is the Hebrew of Hebrews. 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 He grew up in Tarsus. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus is a city of of cultural city. We know that Tarsus Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. What does that mean? You see, it's the Greek world. The cultural world of Greek, plus the religious world of the Hebrews, 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 He His name was Paul. Thank you. For this reason, he was sent to the religious, the Hebrew religious world. When he arrived in Jerusalem, and then he reached Philippi. Philippi was the And the Philippi was the cradle of the earliest Greek culture. He had reached the cradle of Greek cultural center. And then in Acts, he arrived in Rome. And then in Rome, he arrived at the center of the Roman Empire. Because of his preaching the gospel. Even in the house of Caesar, some were saved. This is the this is the end of the first century. This is the story of Acts. But don't forget, the book of Acts is very amazing. This book tells us what. 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 Uh, verse one, it says, "The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach." When he wrote Luke, he records the account of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He records on the beginning of what Jesus began to do and teach. He
when he was on earth, he was able to accomplish God's will through the body that Mary gave him. And now through this mystic body, the church, we can see what Jesus began to do and teach. This is Acts. Don't you think it's amazing? It says the Acts of the Apostles. It should speak of the Acts of the Apostles. But if you read Acts, you only read two people. The two more prominent people. The first twelve chapters is Peter. And then it's all about Paul. John is there. But John is there as if he weren't there. Can you find any words that John spoke? When Peter spoke, stood up, all the eleven stood up. And wherever Peter goes, John goes. Both of them are doing their work. But you didn't hear John's words. Only when you arrive at his letters and when you arrive at Revelation did he speak. Isn't that amazing? Where are these apostles? What is the history of the apostles? If we are to speak of church history, we need to see what happened to the apostles. But remember, all the historical data regarding the 12 disciples are unreliable. They're all from tradition. The most reliable is from the Acts of the Apostles. So now historians are confused. On one hand, the Apostles are the most important. But aren't these the Acts of the Apostles? But you only see the Acts of Peter and Paul. But brothers and sisters, all 12 Apostles are here. Did the twelve apostles work? Yes, they were all even martyred. But this is according to tradition. We don't know what happened to them. We know one thing. Their work is like an underground work. They're doing it underground in secret. It is a work foundational work. What you see is the structure out. You don't see the foundation. You see a beautiful home, but you don't see the foundation. These twelve apostles are the foundation. But you don't see them. What do they do? Thank Many times you don't know the stories underground. But you see the you know that they're workers. After many years, then you'll see a great piece of marble. Or then you'll see a great piece of granite. You'll see precious stones. You'll see uh, You'll see You see the beginning of these stones. The Lord God has done a work in secret. Strictly speaking, 
We only know until we arrive at the third century. 你如果看看那个时候各地的教会 ，If you are to look at the churches in that time， 大理石一样，你看见那些东西一样。When you look at the marble and the granite， 但十二个使徒做了什么，你好像看不见。You can't see what the twelve apostles did。但是呢，你只要看这张地图，你就看见了。But if you look at this map， you'll see what they did。弟兄姊妹，你看见吗？现在这些密密麻麻的就在。整个的就在整个罗马帝国的范围。You see all these dots surrounding the Roman Empire。他们以为逼迫基督徒，基督徒就不见了。They thought that persecuting the Christians, the Christians would disappear。结果你知道，他们越杀基督徒，结果基督徒越多。The more they killed the Christians, more Christians appeared。所以经过三百年大逼迫以后 ，So after three hundred years of persecution， 有一个统计。There was one census done. 就是每两个罗马帝国公民里面有一个就是基督徒。For each Roman citizen, there for every two Roman citizens, one of them was a Christian. 那现在不管这些。But not only that. 你看看这个地图就好，这个地图是真的。Look at this map. It's a real map. 这个资料是真的。This is a, a data. 这个是 accurate. 一百年以后。This was a hundred years later. 这个是三百年以后。The bottom one is three hundred years later. 亲爱的弟兄姊妹 ，brothers and sisters， 不管你的资料够不还是不够 ，no matter whether your data is complete or not， 不管你知道不知道这个十二个使徒做些什么 ，it doesn't matter whether you know what these twelve apostles did。但是神把他们藏起来了。But the Lord hid them。神把他们藏起来是有目的的。God hid them and there's a purpose。弟兄姊妹，我们觉得没有使徒就不行了。We think that if there's no apostle。It's all is lost. 耶路撒冷是使徒产生教会，工人产生教会。Yes, it is by the work of the apostles that the church came in Jerusalem. 但是不要忘记，安提阿教会诞生以后。But after the birth of the church in Antioch, 是教会产生工人。It is the church that gave birth to workers. 稀奇不稀奇，弟兄姊妹 ？Isn't that amazing? 这里就给我们看神的旨意，乃是借着他的身体来完成的。God's purpose is to be accomplished through His body. 那么怎么从这里到这里 ？How do you arrive from here to here？ 你怎么解释它 ？How do you explain this？ 你如果明白神的旨意 ，If you understand God's purpose， 弟兄姊妹，你就知道为什么这件事发生了。Then you know why this thing happened。你知道这里面当然经过大逼迫了。Of course, the much persecution has gone. 尤其是第八个的逼迫，就是呃，狄狄谢斯的逼迫。And if you know the, the persecution number eight, the persecution of Decius. 这个十次大逼迫有的是局部性的，不是全国性的。Uh, some of these persecutions were only local. only local; they were not national. 但是有两次是全国性。But there are two persecutions that were national in scope. 一个是狄谢斯的。逼迫，还有一个是戴克利先的逼迫。One was from Decius, and the other persecution was Diocletian. 那是有计划的，要毁灭基督徒。And there were planned attacks to destroy, eradicate all the Christians. 要烧掉所有的圣经。They were going to burn all the Bible. 摧毁他们所有聚会的地方。To destroy every place of worship. 弟兄姊妹，他们是有计划的，最后要叫要要叫完全没有了。It was a planned attack to eradicate everything. 所以等到戴克利先快完成的时候。So right before right before Diocletian was ended his rule. 他就做了徽章，做了徽章。He did a uh uh. Medal, medal. He had a medal. He had a. He made. A, he made a commission to medal. 好，上面就写基督毁灭了。And that is Christ destroyed. 基督毁灭了吗 ？Christ destroyed. 没有多久，戴格利先自杀了。And not soon after that, Diocletian committed suicide. 他他是伊利利古人，他是伊利利古人。伊利利古人，伊伊利利古人。
he was a illyricum. Illyricum. 那结果他回到他的故达马泰，他回到他自己的故乡去。And then he went back to his home. 他最后不告不，他最后还是自杀了。And then he committed suicide. 所以弟兄姊妹，基督毁灭了吗？没有。Was Christ destroyed? No. 所以这是两次最可怕、最可怕的呃这个逼迫。These two persecutions were the most scary persecutions. 结果有一个故事，这个故事就可以告诉我们。这三百年发生了什么事 ？And then there was a story. Then this can tell us what happened in those three hundred years. 那时候在以弗所有七个兄弟。At that time, there were seven brothers in Ephesus. 他们都是基督徒。They were all Christians. 结果呢，皇帝，这这是个这是个 legend 啊，这是个 legend. This is actually a legend. 这个其实是 poetic legend. This is a poetic legend. 非常有诗意的。It's a very poetic. We from here just know that we can actually see what happened during that time. And through this legend, we can actually see what happened during that time. So these seven brothers, they found out that the king said, "And these seven brothers, the emperor actually said that you have to、uh, recant the Lord." So they sold all their possessions. And what they did was they sold all their possessions. And they, all these seven brothers, went into a cave to pray. And then the emperor said, this, "They are a lost cause." And when they went into the cave, they they were praying and they fell asleep. And then the emperor、um, sealed up that cave. And then 200 years later, I said this is legend. You don't be认真 again. 200 years later, this is legend. 200 years later, 200 years later, 结果有人说我要把这个洞打开 Then somebody said I want to open up this cave. 结果呢就发现呢这七个人就醒过来了 And when they opened up the cave, these seven woke up. 这个这个中文叫做一觉醒来百年生，一醒过来已经两百年过去了。As soon as they woke up, it's 200 years already passed. 结果呢，他们有人呢就到以弗所去买东西去。And then one of these brothers went to Ephesus to buy something. 他拿那个铜币啊，还是两百几年前的。They what the coins that they used were coins from 200 years ago. 因为他不知道一岁已经两百年了。He didn't know that when he woke up, 200 years had passed. 所以他就他就问他们，他们说不行啊，你是两百年前东西，这些不能用了。They said, wait a second, you can't use this coin. This is 200 years old. 但最叫他稀奇的。But the, mo- the thing that amazed them the most. 本来到处所看见是罗马的兵丁所带的兵跟刀。Before what he had seen was the weapons, the swords of the Romans. 两百年以后 ，two hundred years later. 以弗所不一样了。Ephesus had changed. 你看见说十字架征服了那个城。You see that the cross had conquered that city. 弟兄姊妹 ，brothers and sisters. 一觉醒过来。As soon as they woke up. 你看见吗？本来。Before they were persecuted. When they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God did another work. This time, when they woke up, you see God What we want to pay attention to is why in this short period of time, you see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with fire. You see that the temple was filled with f
呃，最早是这个，呃，最早是呃，巴比伦帝国逼迫他们。We know that the、uh, empire of Babylon persecuted. 然后波斯帝国逼迫。And the Persian Empire. 然后就把他们送到全世界各地。And they were scattered throughout the earth. 因为这个缘故，圣经就被带到各地。And for this reason, the Bible was spread throughout. 然后借着罗马帝国跟波斯帝国。And through the Roman Empire and the Persian Empire. 以色列也受了许多的苦。The people of Israel also suffered. 但是不要忘记。But don't forget. 因着以色列被分散。But because they were scattered. 所以那个时候，几乎全世界都有犹太人。Then throughout the entire world, you could see Jews. Ah, 那个时候的基督徒刚开始基督徒都是犹太人 And the beginning, all the Christians were Jews. 所以一开始他们都在 synagogue， 在那里，在这个会堂里面传福音 And they were preaching the gospel in the synagogue. 犹太人不要听 The Jews didn't want to listen. 但那里面有外邦人听见了 But the Gentiles heard the message. 所以慢慢慢慢，你看见不管犹太人到哪里，那么这些基督徒也到哪里 So no matter where the Jews went, the Christians went also. 所以弟兄姊妹现所以他们给了一样的文字，希腊文。所以弟兄姊妹，现在新约的圣经是希腊文所写的。And the New Testament is the Greek Bible. 所以弟兄姊妹，现在新约的圣经是希腊文所写的。And the New Testament is written in Greek. 所以很自然的福音就送到希腊的世界。And very naturally, the gospel spread to the Greeks. 那为什么罗马帝国呢 ？And why about how about the Roman Empire? 因为神借着罗马帝国 ，because through the Roman Empire， 就带进了三百年平和平的时候。The Lord brought peace. For 300 years. This is called the Pax Romana. Through Augustine, he brought 300 years of peace. And then、uh, they created, they built roads, so all roads lead to Rome. And through these roads, Paul can then preach the gospel throughout the world. And this is how the Lord prepared. The Lord does not change water into wine. 除非有人说我的酒用尽了。Unless somebody says our wine is. 到那个时候，我所有的 pagan， 所有的外邦人，他们说我们的酒用尽了。And at that time, all the pagans said our wine is used up. 所以希腊人要见主耶稣，说我们要见耶稣。So when the Greeks came, they said we want to see Jesus. 现在主说，我现在把水变成酒的时候到了。And Jesus said, "Well, the time for me to turn water to wine has arrived." Because their water,、uh, their wine is used up. But these Christians, they have already tasted the wine. And the good wine is left at the end. And what they, their actions and their life was drew attention to those people of the world. Not only that. 你看见吗？等到他传福音的时候 ，When they preach the gospel， 他们乃他这个圣经告诉他，他们他们他们是怎么怎么传福音的呢 ？How do they preach the gospel？ 因为是整个身体在那里传福音的缘故。The entire body was preaching the gospel。在身体基督的身体里面。In the body of Christ。不分华外人，不分希利尼人。You don't have Scythian or Greek。没有犹太人，没有希利希利尼人。Jew or Scythian。没有男的和女的。Nor male or female。所有的分别通通不见了。All the distinctions are gone。这个是。世界被这些分别分的一块一块一块
块的。In this world, there are several divisions, distinctions. 你分开就是软弱的。When you're divided, you're weak. 你合在一起就是刚强的。But if you're united, you're strong. 所以有人告诉我们说 ，So some people tell us， 教会乃是最 inclusive 的这个这个呃这个呃在在那个可以说在那是可以最包罗万有的。So they some people tell us that the church was the most inclusive during that time. 我们知道说这个这个。这个亚历山大大帝所做的梦没有做到。We know that Alexander the Alexander the Great his dream was not fulfilled。他就是希望东方跟西方能够合在一起。He wanted the east and west to be joined together。所以他自己娶了波斯的女子。And then he married the daughter of、uh, Persia。然后他也叫一万的兵也娶了波斯的女子。And likewise, he asked ten thousand of his soldiers to do the same. 他以为这样东八方跟西方就可以在一起。And by that, he thought that the east can meet with west. 他的梦从来没有实现。But his dream was never fulfilled. 但是感谢主。无论福音到哪里。No matter where the gospel reaches. 你看见那些所有的区别都不见了。All those distinctions are gone. 他们都是基督的身体。They are all the body of Christ. 每一个人都是传福音的人。Everybody preaches the gospel. 每一个人都是祭司。Everybody is a priest. 每一个人。都是 missionary， everybody's a missionary。无论到哪里， no matter where they go， 他们把见证就带到哪里。They bring the testimony。所以弟兄姊妹， brothers and sisters， 这就解释了。This explains 为什么三百年， why through three hundred years， 你看见说神的见证能够送到地极， that his testimony can be spread throughout the remotest parts of the earth。这和神的工作有关系。This has to do with God's work。他的工作从旧约做到新约。His work is from the old to the new testament。从但以理书一直做到启示录。From Daniel to Revelation。感谢主。Thank you。许多时候我们不明白。Many times we don't understand。为什么巴比伦帝国 ？Why Babylonian Empire？ Why the Persian Empire？ 为什么希腊帝国 ？Why the Greek Empire？ 为什么罗马帝国 ？Why the Roman Empire？ 万事互相效力。All things work together for good。教主的见证能送到地极。So that his testimony can be spread throughout。但是更重要的。But only not only that。使徒应该很重要。Apostles should be important. But apostles, as if they were retreated. Now, when the church goes forward, through persecution, they go forward. No matter where they go, thank the Lord. The power from above, the presence is the Lord's presence. They love one another. Nothing can separate them. For this reason, no wonder the gospel was preached. Thank the Lord. May the Lord show us. Here's an explanation. This explanation is what the Bible shows us. Our time is gone. How did the church become lax? How did they become lax in the time of Ephesus? We will speak, we'll share on that tomorrow. Please bring this tomorrow. We're going to explain it further. Let us have a word of prayer. 主啊，我们感谢你把这些话交在你的手中。Lord, we thank you. We commit these words into your hands. 我们何等愿意你借助教会的历史对我们说话。We want you to speak to us through church history. 我们感谢你。We thank you. 我们看见这些见证人像云彩一样围绕着我。When we see this cloud of witnesses surrounding us, 我们不把不能不把荣耀归给你。We cannot help but give you all the glory. 我们这样祷告是靠主耶稣基督。We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.